Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that everyone's week is going great. I hope that everyone is having an amazing day today. Let's get right into this episode. What's new with me? This weekend was a long weekend, and like I told you guys last week, I went to LA. It was so fun. Me and my boyfriend both went. We stayed with one of my best friends. We got to celebrate another one of my best friends. It was just such an amazing experience to be able to see people that I haven't seen in so, so long. I miss them so much every single day, so to be able to have even a short amount of time with them was so incredibly worth it. And it made me feel like I really have to get back to LA more often than once every year and a half, two years. That was far, far too long for me to be away, but I feel so happy that I went. I feel rejuvenated. There's something about that city, guys, and I think it's just because I have such fond memories of it. So many positive things came out of that city for me, such lifelong friends. So going back reinvigorated that a little bit for me. It was weird, I have to say, as soon as I landed in LA, my first thought was, I don't have a place that's my own to go back to, and I haven't been back in LA since I had a place there. So that was a little bit strange, definitely something that I had to wrap my head around. But once I got past that, I had a great time. I also got to see my brother. It was a really short trip, but I was just so happy to be able to see him. We packed in so, so much. Other than that, my boyfriend's birthday is today. So happy birthday to him, one of my biggest supporters, another one of my best friends. He's the best and he deserves everything and more today and every day. So today I'm going to be celebrating him probably all the way going into the weekend. We're going to be celebrating him because when your birthday is on a Thursday, it's kind of just obligatory to celebrate into the weekend. And as you guys know, birthdays are holidays to me, especially if you're somebody that's very important in my life. So we're going to make sure that he feels incredibly loved. That's really all that's new with me. Let's get right into what's hot. First up on what's hot, some news in the social media space. According to Hypebeast.com, Instagram is reportedly developing a feature that allows users to rearrange their profile grid. Hypebeast writes, Leaker Alessandro Pelusi recently shared that the social media platform is, quote, working on the ability to edit the profile grid, allowing you to rearrange posts in any order you like. The screenshot shared on Twitter showed an edit grid button in the profile settings and the rearrangement of the grid posts, meaning that user's grid could be shown in an order aside from chronological. The report arrived shortly after Instagram began testing the return of the chronological feed. CEO Adam Mozeri shared in a statement, We think it's important that you can get to a chronological feed if you're interested, quickly and see the latest that has been posted by the accounts that you follow. So as you guys know, we talked about that update a couple weeks ago. So this new news, very interesting. Seems like a lot is happening at Instagram right now. Again, I'm not 100% sure if this is coming to fruition, but I will say that I really like the idea of this because sometimes you post something and then you don't even know the next photo that you're gonna post because you haven't taken that photo yet. And it would have looked way better if you posted it in a different order. So if you're able to retroactively do that, just so that your feed has more of a flow, it looks the way that you want it to look, I think that's really great because otherwise you would have to repost that photo, like you'd have to archive or delete the other one. 
and then repost the photo just to get your feed looking the way that you want it to, which is just a lot of work. I feel like this is something that you should definitely be able to do. It would be like the same thing as you know how on your photos, like in the photo icon app, you can move photos around so that you can show them how you want to in your photo app. I don't know if you guys know that, but probably a year ago I figured that out. I'd be planning posts for Typically Peachy, and I realized, hey, I can actually move this photo around so I can see how it would look before I post it. So if you can do that on the photo app, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to do that on Instagram. Big moves over there. I think that this one would be a game changer for a lot of people because a lot, a lot of people care about how their feeds look. Next up on what's hot, a little bit in the entertainment world. Vogue.com shares everything they know so far about the 2022 Oscars. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of excited for this award show. And one of the main reasons that I'm excited is because they're bringing back a host. Now, I will say, when they got rid of the host, I kind of feel like people were annoyed of the host and they wanted them to go. So maybe that was the right time to get rid of them. But now, I feel like I'm kind of longing for a host. I'm longing for the days where it felt more of a show rather than just giving out the awards. Because, of course, I do like that part personally. I like to see what was critically acclaimed that year. I also like the fashion. I love the whole show of it. So a host kind of really helps with that feeling. So, going a little bit out of order from Vogue's list, but one of their questions was who is hosting the 2022 Oscars? Here's what they know. After three years of hostless ceremonies, ABC has confirmed that the 2022 ceremony will have a host. The announcement was made on January 11th by Craig Earwich, president of Hulu Originals and ABC Entertainment, who went on to praise Will Packer. Will really has his pulse on popular culture and entertainment, he said. I know he has a lot in store and will have more details to share soon. Who the host could be is anyone's guess. Recent Masters of Ceremonies have included Jimmy Kimmel, Chris Rock, and Neil Patrick Harris, while the new names currently in the mix for this year's event range from Selena Gomez to Tom Holland. I've also heard some rumors that Pete Davidson's name has been thrown in the list. Personally, I like when a host is a comedian. I just think they're a little bit more natural in a stand-up setting. They're not forcing jokes, they're actually funny, or even if they are forcing jokes, they recognize that they're not going to land all the time, and it doesn't seem like it hits them as personally as if it was an actor hosting. But saying that, I think Pete Davidson would be good, but I don't think he's my first choice. I would like to see Tiffany Haddish, and I think that she's going to be my guess. So if Tiffany Haddish ends up hosting the 2022 Oscars, I called it here first, you guys. And if not, maybe next year or another year, or maybe I'm just not that good at guessing. Regardless, that's who I'm putting in for my topic. All right, some more from Vogue. When will the 2022 Oscars take place? The 94th Academy Awards are set to be held on March 27th from 5 p.m. Pacific time. Where will the 2022 Oscars be held? Last year, the ceremony was held at Union Station in downtown LA, but this time around, it will return to its home since 2002, the Dolby Theater at the Hollywood and Highland Center. What format will the 2022 Oscars take? The exact format of the 2022 Oscars is not yet known, 
though the Academy has announced that Emmy winner Glenn Weiss will be directing the show for the seventh consecutive year. Meanwhile, Girls Trip's Will Packer will be the show's producer. Who is performing at the 2022 Oscars? Vogue says it's still unclear whether performances will be live or pre-recorded, as they were last year, but the lineup could be the starriest in recent memory. On December 21st, the Academy revealed the shortlist of nominees for 10 categories, including Best Original Song. It featured her, who took home the statuette last year, for Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah, and will now compete with Automatic Woman from Bruised, Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi for Just Look Up from Don't Look Up, Kid Cudi and Jay-Z for Guns Go Bang from The Harder They Fall, Beyonce for Be Alive from King Richard, and Billie Eilish for No Time to Die. Some really great picks there, which means we're probably going to have some really stellar performances. What's the dress code for the 2022 Oscars? COVID-19 permitting, the 2022 Oscars should have a full-scale red carpet, so expect the usual parade of show-stopping ball gowns, sequined capes, and loose suiting. When will the nominations for the 2022 Oscars be announced? The 2022 Oscar nominations will be unveiled on February 8th. Coming up, mark your calendars. And lastly, who is expected to be nominated for an Oscar in 2022? Vogue says, Belfast and The Power of the Dog are widely expected to go head-to-head for Best Picture, with the likes of King Richard, Dune, and West Side Story hot on their heels. Meanwhile, Jane Campion, Kenneth Branagh, Dennis Villeneuve, Steven Spielberg, and Paul Thomas Anderson are the most likely nominees for Best Director. I feel like I may have pronounced some of those wrong, so apologies. I think that would be something that I would be the most fearful of if I was ever announcing at the Oscars. Getting somebody's name wrong. I just feel like your name is so significant, like it's so much a part of who you are. It literally is who you are. It is your name. So again, sorry if any of those were wrong. Very exciting all around the 2022 Oscars. I'm definitely ready for them. I'm ready for award season. I know some are getting pushed back. I know the Grammys were just announced that they were pushed back. I'm hoping these can still take place in a very, very safe way. I'm crossing my fingers because I really want them to happen this year. But we'll see. Time will tell. And regardless, whoever wins these awards will in one way or another get the recognition that they so very much deserve. That's it for what's hot. Let's get right into what's good. Staying in the entertainment world, I feel like recently I have been watching a lot of reality TV. I think there's something comforting, like while you're doing work, to have on a reality show in the background because you don't really have to think about it much. It's just kind of there. It gives you some company. There are still voices around. It's a struggle, guys. Sometimes working from home can feel very, very lonely. So I would suggest putting these shows on in the background if it's not going to be distracting for your work. But because I've been doing that, I binged a new show. It is called 20-somethings Austin. Here's your summary. In this coming-of-age reality series set in Austin, Texas, 20-somethings navigate love and friendship and start a new adventure. Life. Very dramatic, but that really is what it is. It's just 20-somethings living in Austin together in these two houses, one guy house, one girl house, 
and just experiencing Austin together, trying to find jobs, starting relationships, starting friendships, going out different places, just their life. And you know, it's not like this show is spectacular, so I don't want you guys to think I'm recommending it for that. But like I said, I'm recommending it as more of a background show that you don't have to pay attention to all the time, but it's still pretty entertaining if you like reality TV. I think for me, that's the same reason why I like watching YouTubers. It's just entertaining to see people's lives that are different than yours. Not even that it's more or less glamorous, that's not really what entertains me about it. It's just the fact that it's different. I like seeing their personalities, their choices, really random stuff that maybe not everyone finds particularly interesting, especially in strangers, but I really do. And I'm not naive to think that it's exactly who they are in real life, but I don't really care about that. I care about what they're choosing or choosing not to show. That in and of itself is super interesting. And noticing those little moments when they do forget that the cameras are there. You can kind of just see it slightly. They act different. Fascinating stuff. If you're into that or just need a show to binge, to not think too much about, to entertain you, again, it's called 20-somethings Austin, which of course makes me think that they're going to do multiple different cities with this show, which they probably should do because it was top trending, which means a lot of people were watching it. This show is on Netflix. Check it out if it interests you in the least. Next up for what's good is a fashion find. It's a super cute matching sweat set. I'm obsessed. It's from Nordstrom. It's by the brand Vero Moda, V-E-R-O space M-O-D-A. And it is the Octavia Cotton Blend Sweatpants and Long Sleeve Hoodie. It's an organic cotton blend. It is this really pretty periwinkle color. I also know that they have it in brown because my mom got a matching one with me, except hers is in brown and mine is in the periwinkle color. And then I also think that it comes in white. I love it. It's so soft. It's so comfy. It's so simple. And it's not overly expensive, which I feel like so many of these matching sets are. So that was a very nice surprise. The top and bottom are sold separately. I would say that they're pretty true to size. They're also lightweight, so it's not super heavy. You can transition them into the springtime if spring ever comes. Right now, it feels like we are stuck in the dead of winter, but I promise spring will come one day, summer will come one day, and this will be perfect for all times of the year. Definitely one of my most worn comfy sets right now. Again, you can buy both pieces at Nordstrom, also on their individual website, or I believe ASOS has it as well. Last up for what's good, your songs of the week. Two songs this week. First one, Hometown Heroes by Moon Taxi. And the next one, Cafe Deluxe by Osei the Seventh. That's it for what's good. Let's get right into need to know basis. This week's topic is something that I have been thinking about for probably around a week because I heard somebody mention a comment, kind of a fleeting comment on a podcast that I listened to. I believe it was on Making Moves podcast. I say believe because I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I'm pretty sure it was on this one. Great podcast, great host, really love it. But the thing that really stuck out to me was this one thing that they were talking about, which is action, not motion. 
Now, when I say that, you guys are probably like, uh, Emma, those are just two words. Can you explain a little bit? And yes, of course, you guys, I will explain. Action, not motion. Let me preface this by saying that I think that this really stuck in my head because it is something that I have found myself doing the opposite thing of what I want to do for a couple weeks now. The idea of motion is just going through the steps, kind of the planning phase of it all. Let's say you have this really great idea or this goal or something that you want to achieve or something that you want to get out of. Motion is the planning phase of it all. Talking through the steps, what are you going to do to get there? How are you going to achieve it? All of those kind of things. Action is actually doing it. Actually putting the things that you say you're going to do from motion into action. Now, I think that thinking about these two words as individual steps is really helpful because I think it's a great reminder that we spend so much time thinking about how we're going to do something instead of doing it. And guys, I am all for planning. I really am. And I think that is why I have sometimes gotten stuck in that motion phase but I think that the planning process sometimes overstays its welcome and prevents us from actually putting anything into action. And I think a large reason why that is, because if you get stuck in planning, that is often parallel pathing with perfection, right? We're planning, 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 and we're planning so long because we want the plan to be perfect so that when we get to the action phase, We're executing it perfectly because our plan was so well thought out. So many concrete steps. So much assurance that once we bring it into that action phase, it's going to succeed. Perfection stops progress. And I am so guilty of this. Even week by week, you guys. For instance, I'll be editing an episode. Or I'll be editing a picture for the podcast. And I am so fixated on making it perfect that sometimes I'm not even being productive anymore. I've effectively halted the progress. I have put so much of my attention and dedication into something that nobody else will even recognize, that it's prolonged everything. It's made me have to work on everything a lot longer, which prevents me from being able to do other things that I wanted to do, which makes my next day less productive. It's a whole cycle. And this is just one example of like a weekly thing. But when we talk about it on the scale of a goal or a project that you want to start or anything of that magnitude, it becomes really, really important to recognize those things, maybe even on the smaller level, because those patterns weigh into the bigger things too. I think we need to give ourselves the constant reminder, one, that it doesn't need to be perfect, that a lot of the things that you're seeing, nobody else is going to see. And that's not to say that you shouldn't put out things that you're proud of, you shouldn't set some kind of a standard for yourself. But I think more times than not, if you're a perfectionist in some area, you're going way too far. I mean, I'm speaking for myself more than anyone, but I've definitely gone way too far in one direction. But maybe even more important than that point, For those bigger projects that I'm talking about, we need to remind ourselves 
that we can change whatever it is that we put out along the way. It is not set in stone. The decisions that you make, whether it be from the font you use, the color scheme, the description of something, the images, the mission statement. It can be something that you think is as big as the name of the thing, the logo. It can all change. Putting it out and altering it later, in my opinion, is the best way to get yourself started. Because otherwise, again, you're just going to stay in that motion phase forever. It's never going to be perfect right away. And that's the nature of it, really. Because even if you started out with it being, in your eyes, quote-unquote perfect, it's going to change. It's going to evolve. No matter what. You know, there's no company, there's no product, there's no anything that the first iteration of the thing has stayed exactly true to the first thing that was ever put out. Find me an example, please, because I really do not believe that that exists. Because why would it? Visions change. Functionalities change. Think about it. We were just talking about Instagram. How many different iterations has that app gone through? How much has it progressed? How much has it maybe taken steps back? It evolves constantly. And that's something that's on a huge scale with more users than I can even imagine. So if they can make those many changes at that kind of magnitude, you most certainly can with whatever thing you're putting out there. This may be a very terrible analogy, fair warning, but think about a sailboat. If a sail is just moving with the wind, but the boat's not in the water, then there's no action. The boat needs to get in the water. The sail needs to make the boat move. So push your boat in the water, stop cleaning the thing, stop thinking about all the different trajectories, all the different ways that it could go. Just sail. Because you truly cannot progress if you never even start. We can do it, you guys. Action. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your week, a great weekend. I am going to go celebrate my boyfriend, show him how amazing of a person he is. If you have somebody special in your life and their birthday is coming up, do the same for them. Birthdays are holidays. Don't ever forget that. And if you don't, no worries. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate your newfound actions. Say something nice to a stranger. Move out of motion. Activate the action. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>